Hi, everybody. I'm Jim Port. I'm Dan Kurtzke. And I'm Chad Bokelman. And this is the Lantern Cast. Episode 164. Ah, yes. Finally getting to the issue 20s. You sure you don't want to put this off another week or so? We could, uh, could always find something else to talk about. We always could, and that would be great, but uh, (laughs) I'm sure there's like one or two people out there that actually want to listen to this episode. Yeah, it's our listenership drops each week that we don't talk about this. (laughs) Okay, so yeah, so this is it. This is the, uh, the last, the last issues for each of the creative teams. Um, or in the case of Red Lanterns, uh, non-creative teams. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just beginning. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> I feel like the next time you move, because you're due, you're going to have, like, you're going to move in next door to Peter Milligan, and you're going to have to see him every day, and it'll be super awkward. <laughs> It's like, he won't even listen to this or talk to you about Red Lanterns. You'll just share a look, and you'll both know. Uh, Well, if he does listen to this this episode, then I'm sure he'll know. (laughs) But we'll we'll wait until we get there. (laughs) Alright. So, uh, you know, I mean, it's kind of sad that you can't save number 20 of Green Lantern for the end, because... Clearly, it is the finale issue. Yeah. Um, but since the other issues are epilogues, um, kind of forces our hand. So, Dan, you want to give us a recap for uh, Green Lantern 20? Yeah, and I mean, I, <clears throat> just on that first, like, I kind of, I do agree with you, but at the same time, I kind of, I'm kind of glad that Jeff Johns wasn't allowed to have the final say all by himself kind of thing, you know? Because by making them epilogues, each of these writers got to go out their own way. So, I don't know. It, and it I, made it... I, sorry. I, I expect your recap to be an $8 <laughs> worth recap. Oh. Yes, I'm going to try very hard not to get too engrossed in minutia when <laughs> recapping this issue, but... But, yeah. Oh, hold on then. If, if you're going to give an $8 review... I'm going to turn off the mic microphone so nobody can hear me snore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, put it on mute, go to the bathroom, watch something on Netflix. It'll be <laughs> Check back here in about half an hour. <laughs> this is like radio DJs that put on Bohemian Rhapsody or American Pie or something like that so they could run to the bathroom. Yeah, or an entire meatloaf song. <laughs> or like when it's Christmas time, just put, out, put on that whole Charlie Brown Christmas record and just <laughs> go out somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so Dan, why don't you give us the uh, sweet November rain? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Alright, so Green Lantern 20, the epic finale of Wrath of the First Lantern. Can you believe it's finally over? Oh, man. Uh, by Jeff Johns, Doug Monkey, Ethan Van Skyver, Evan Hayes, Patrick Gleason, Cully Hamner, Aaron Cooter, Jerry Ordway, Christian Almey, Mark Irwin, Mark Deering, and a whole list of other people that would make this an extra hour long. <clears throat> and the fr- the framing device of this issue is, you know, it's the it's it's the future and some new recruits just 
earn their badges, and they go to the keeper of the Book of Oa, the shrouded guy, <clears throat> and they want to know the story of Hal Jordan because at this point in the in the future, he's like this this like mythic hero of the core. <clears throat> um, so the the hooded guy maintaining the book, you know, he starts telling the story of Hal Jordan, and basically. He starts with, like, right from, like, Atmosphere Crash Landing up through <clears throat> Blackest Night and the whole John's run, and then and then kind of stops with the abridged version once we catch up to the present, where Hal Jordan is lying dead in the dead zone, having jumped off that epic cliff, <clears throat> so that William Hand's Black Ring would go to him, so he could use it to escape the dead zone. Um, you know, Sinestro is, you know, he is surrounded by death himself because he's in the ruins of Korrigar, which were, was destroyed by the first lantern <clears throat> in the previous issue. Um, and as he, you know, he forsakes his green ring, his yellow finds him again. Um, speaking of the first lantern, <clears throat> we are back on Oa where he has... He has, you know, he's come to Oa, he's brought the Guardians with him, because he wants to use the central battery as a a conduit for, I honest to God don't remember what his plan is, but he wants to use the central battery for it. <laughs> do, you, do you guys remember what he was trying to do? Does it matter? Eh, not really, I guess. <clears throat> so anyway, he reaches down Ganthet's throat and pulls out a ring which I guess was there forever, and <laughs> this is apparently the first ring. And I, I, they allude to the fact that this is what made Ganthet so unique among other Guardians, and we will come back to that. Um, <clears throat> so he's so the first Lantern is wearing the first ring. He's about to do some kind of business to the central power battery when the Green Lantern Corps attack, and it goes very poorly. <clears throat> but then the Red Lantern Corps attack, and we get Atrocitus. He just like he just rips this guy's neck in half, basically, to take revenge on him after all that happened in the Red Lantern issues of this whole thing, which works about as well as you'd think it would. <clears throat> then Kyle shows up with the entire Star Sapphire Corps and Blue Lantern Corps, you know, all three of them, <laughs> and, and so now it's everybody. Fighting Volthoom at once. Even Mogo gets in on it. You know, they they pull this weird move where they just <clears throat> they shoot all of their power at Mogo, who filters out the unuseful parts of it and <laughs> redirects it back down at Volthoom, which you know does nothing. But then Sinestro shows up in a blaze of yellow glory and is just a badass at him. And just when Sinestro's about to get torn in half. The Indigo Tribe show up, and they help open a portal to let Hal out of the dead zone, where he is a Black Lantern, and he's leading an army of <clears throat> of undead people that... it. I think it's every single person Volthoom has ever killed. And it's kind of crazy. Uh, they last for about three panels, 
And then Volthoom incinerates them again. And then it's everybody versus Volthoom again. Um, Volthoom does his, you know, look at your history trick with Hal and realizes, you know, screw the central battery. I can use, I can just use you for my ambiguous plans. <clears throat> and uh, he pulls out, you know, 10-year-old Hal Jordan, who just saw his father die in that plane crash. He's even holding the coat. And... <laughs> It's, it's this really weird moment where he reaches into the chest of, of little Hal and pulls out the universe. And <laughs> we get that we get that classic DC image of the hand with the swirling galaxy in it wearing the ring, which was the first, which you know that was the kind of the prequel or um, yeah the, the, the flashback scene that started off this whole story arc was the guardians saw this image in their their monitor, whatever. Doesn't matter. Everything's going to shit. Sinestro flies over to his yellow central battery, which is still on Oa, and <clears throat> he basically demands Parallax come out. Because he's like, I know you're in there. Get the hell out of here. Go into me. We got shit to do. And he does. And now Sinestro's Parallax. He has full control of it. And he starts ripping Volthoom to shreds for a few pa for well, a few panels. <laughs> um, Volthoom promptly proclaims, I am God, so, you know, everything's going to go great for him. And <clears throat> Hal, you know, adult Hal, is like, all right, this, is, this isn't working. This is really shitty right now. We, I, need, I need to do something crazy. So he uses his Black Lantern powers to warp himself back to the dead zone and raise Necron. He brings Necron to Oa and throws him at Volthoom. <clears throat> and I guess like right before Necron can strike him with his side, how I think what happens is he he uses Black Lantern energy from his ring to kind of force out the li the life energy from Volthoom, kind of making him human again, I guess. The Necron chops him in half, killing him. Uh, the, the ring Volthoom was wearing flies back to his home dimension. I think he's from another one. <coughs> um, Hal has a touching moment with his younger self uh, before a Green Lantern ring comes and puts itself back on his finger. Hal's black ring is gone. Necron goes back to sleep. Hal's alive again. <clears throat> Everybody is happy. Um, except the Sinestro Corps has been released. You know, so while, the, while all the good guys are trying to deal with that mess, Hal is going to try and intercept Sinestro and stop him from murdering the Guardians for revenge. And they have this kind of epic couple pages until Sinestro... He pulls a watchman and said, I did it already. <clears throat> and that he actually saved the last one for Atrocitus because, you know, Sinestro appreciates needing to get revenge on the Guardians for destroying your life and your family. Um, and Sinestro basically, they, Sinestro and Hal have this like one last conversation where they kind of kind of cement what their relationship is and has always been and that you know in Sinestro's eyes the two of them always were friends and that's what makes 
all this hard. Uh, he flies off, promising that he will get far enough away, then release Parallax into the wild again, and then you'll never see me again. And, <clears throat> and just like that, the, the hooded figure in the future ends the story, which is not good enough for the re new recruit. He's like, wait, no, 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 that's not an ending. What happens to all these people? And so the hooded guy's, all right, well... Guy Gardner, he kind of becomes a surly old fat man <laughs> flying around to space bars. Jon Stewart and Fatality get married, move back to Earth, and become, what are they, senators or something? Kind of um, helping save the world the, the slow, more human way. Uh, Kyle Rayner apparently stays out in space and becomes like a, a universally known healer. Uh, <clears throat> Simon Baz continues on with the Justice League and and is actually the person to train the first first uh, female Green Lantern from Earth. Um, Atrocitus and his Red Lanterns continue their their tortured, unending, kind of pointless, pun self inflicted punishment until the end of time. Larfleeze, what did it, I think it says he eventually found his family, but that even that wasn't enough to bring him back to no, back to his old ways, and he remains slave to the orange light. Uh, Saint Walker and the Blue Lanterns prosper; they become a core and a force for good that rivals the size and impact of the Green Lanterns. Indigo One eventually becomes able to take off her ring and leave it behind because she's atoned for all of her crimes. <clears throat> uh, Hal Jordan and Carol Ferris get married and grow old together. They have a child named after Hal's father and grandkids, and they, they, they live out the American dream, basically. And we, kind of, we find out after the fact that, you know, the guy, the hooded figure, is Sinestro. And at some point, he managed to get back into. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know if anybody knows it's Sinestro, or if he kind of snuck his way in. But you know, he he loves the core above all else. He he never stopped believing in the Green Lantern Corps, and he found his way back to it to live out his days in service to it in some small way, not on the front lines, but in service to its legacy as the keeper of the book. And we end on a scene taking place, again in the present, where Sinestro flew off. And he arranged to meet with Larflees in a, some cave somewhere. And it turns out Sinestro left, in addition to the Guardian he let live for Atrocitus to kill, he also let Ganthet live. Because Ganthet, in his, uh, you know, while the others were getting slaughtered, he confessed to Sinestro, you know, it's alright kill me. Because of our actions, I lost everything. And Sinestro let him live because, you know, he saw a kindred spirit in Ganthet right then. Because Sinestro also lost everything to the actions of the Guardians. So he let this one live. And he kind of, he did for Ganthet what he could not do for himself. And he arranged for Larflees to give up custody of Sade, who's alive? <laughs> I, I don't know where that came from, but you know what? 
they're alive. And they promise to kind of live out their lives in peace somewhere far, far away. And I'm trying to see if there was anything. And that's basically it. You know, the be a couple of epic, epic foldouts by um, Evan Hayes and Ethan Van Skyver, and that is it for Jeff Johns in Green Lantern. What do you think, guys? I'd like to sum my uh, response up in four words based on two panels. Another fucking Green Lantern. Sorry, I just. The the the, pan, the two panels where Simon is training a new female Green Lantern, this is so obvious, so obviously tied to whatever's coming up with Trinity War because he specifically mentions in the wake of the Justice League's death. And who's writing Justice League? In Justice League uh, of America, Jeff Johns. Are the Justice League dying in Trinity War? I I have no idea. There it's been it's been hinted at. Simon doesn't look all that much older in those panels. Like, I, I, I just, I, I believe it's coming pretty soon. Hmm. And it's fairly ridiculous. Also, at a ridiculous point, somehow a Green Lantern ring brought Hal Jordan back to life. Yeah. Wouldn't be the first time. Oh, oh. think about that. <laughs> yeah, how about that? How about the fact that this, the Jeff Johns run really was bookended by Hal Jordan's rebirth. Like, because he had two of them. Yeah. Well, what's yeah. Called, the, the thing that I'm I'm thinking about is that now that's that's probably the last Black Lantern ring. You yeah. know, it, and it's gone. Hmm. Do you think that's it? What do you think that's uh that's gonna be the last we'll see of Black Hand then? <laughs> Obviously not. Yeah. No. But you know, like <clears throat> that. That's uh. I'm sure. I'm sure that they'll, you know, either forget that fact or come up with a workaround. But Black Hand was the last one left with a black ring, which I'm not even sure how he got that ring. It came out of his face. Oh. <clears throat> okay. So another one will probably just pop out of his face then. Okay. Yeah. Well, he did turn to dust in the like that's when I read this the first time. I looked at the the panel where right before Hal contacts Indigo, and I was like, "Oh wow, he, he just kind of he took Black Hand back off the table again." That was unexpected. Uh, but not for reals. No. Yep, you know, that's something we can talk about because there's a lot of this this issue. Now there's there's a lot of it that no doubt will count going forward, but. This whole issue, Jeff Johns kind of took the opportunity to say, okay, what if Je- what if Green Lantern was ending forever? How would I end it? And that's like that's where all of those um, those like where are the where did they end up kind of vignettes came from at the end of the issue. I think that's why he kind of he had Black Hand deteriorate like that. That's why he had. Ganthet and Sade have their happy ending, their their secret happy ending. Why Sinestro kind of had that that finality to his talk with Hal. Like, what do you think about? Because ta- I assumed this run was going to end just like any other run, where it's just kind of the end of the story arc, and maybe it's a little extra sentimental, and then it'll just 
be done, but like, what do you think about approaching it this way? <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of cool for the reader, although I mean, from a marketing standpoint, I don't know that it makes that much sense for DC because, like, this was clearly going to be, you know. Um, a possible jumping off point for lots of readers. You know, Jeff Johns is leaving, there's a whole bunch of new <laughs> writers that you don't necessarily know that you're going to like. Um, you know, maybe you've been getting tired of Green Lantern lately and you don't want to give them any more chances. If you give somebody this issue, you know, then it's like, oh, great. Well, now I know how everything ends, so I don't need to read anymore. You know, oh, yeah, like, no, this, this issue is the absolute best possible place to stop reading Green Lantern. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'm done. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. What, what do you think, Chad? Uh, yeah, I agree. It's, it's, it, it, <laughs> if there ever was a clear jumping off point, this was it. <laughs> and I don't mean, I don't necessarily mean that in a bad way. It's just, it wraps up things so much, I won't say better, but uh, so much more than anybody was expecting that it's absolutely a jumping off point. Now, I can see what Johns was aiming for in the way that he wrote it, but at the same time, he wrote it that way at the expense of it being a very clear jumping mm-hmm. off point. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I was not expecting it. Like, when we got to the page where it said the end and like the the recruit was like wait 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 what like i really i expected it to actually be the end i was like why are there more pages here <laughs> like i i really i don't know this is like this is something i haven't seen them do before like green lantern not like i i really didn't expect it and I enjoyed it a lot like it's a it's a weird decision and I'm really glad that he had enough clout to make it without having it unmade I have a question for Jim yeah um you finally got your answer <laughs> to the question that Hal was supposed to ask are you satisfied what was the question you know the the Hal was supposed to ask Sinestro a question a long, 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 long time ago, and it's been chapping your ass ever since then. Really? <laughs> that might yeah. have been me, I think. Uh, no, yeah. it was, it, I'm pretty sure it was Karen. Jim. I'm pretty sure it was Jim a long time ago. Well, somebody was... About... I'm pretty sure it was Jim bitching about it. Go listen to old episodes. I know you won't, but go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here, pause this. I'll be right back. God. <laughs> uh, uh, I can't speak for Jim, but I know I didn't really. I mean, I I kind of want to go back and reread the the moment where the, it came up the first time because I don't know what I thought it was, but I don't like. I remember the fact that there was like a a holdover of something we never got to hear Hal ask, but I really I thought this was kind of a. I don't know, like like it serves the point for this issue, but I, I wouldn't, I, I don't feel satisfied with like this being like, oh, that's what he was gonna say, was it yeah. really? Oh. The question yeah. was originally asked in Secret Origin, and uh, one of you two 
believed that the question he was going to ask was, was his father afraid, or what was his father's last words? Yeah. No, yeah, that was Wait, me. I, I thought the question was in Red Lan- Rage, of the Re- was it, uh, the Rage of the Red Lantern storyline, where Sinestro was going to be going to be put to death or whatever. Well, it was it was uh, it was um, Secret Origin and uh, and Rage of the Red Lanterns were back to back, and the and Sinestro in, in issue twenty here mentions when they were both trapped on your small, and they were both they were on your they were both on your small in both storylines. So I can't remember exactly which one. They yeah they weren't on your small. Yeah, they did when they took uh, Atrocitus back. I think. Yeah, that's because then the the Sinestro Corps showed up, and then we got the introduction to Saint Walker and Warth and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it was me. I remember it now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my memory's not perfect anymore. I'm getting old. Yeah, Uh, Grandpa. What did you guys think of the art? Uh, I mean, I know a lot of people were doing a lot of different art chores, so maybe that is a point of contention among people, but just kind of overall. I I actually have... Um, there, there was something that I wanted to bring up about the art. Um, the thing that I thought was like interesting, but then they they kind of you know didn't follow it all the way through, is that at some point in this issue, like they have some of the most iconic artists from the Jeff Johns run do you know do some of this art, you know, so you have. Uh, Doug Monkey doing, you know, the lion's share of it, you know, but then, you know, you have that, you know, you have the, you know, Ivan Reese spread, um, you know, the, what is it, the, uh, where was that? That was, like, right when Hal comes back to life. Uh, when he gets his green ring? Yeah. That's Doug Monkey, I think. Yep. Uh, yeah, wait, there was somewhere else then. He did. Um... Oh, you're talking about you're talking about when he gets the green ring uh, in his origin, like the re the re showing of his origin, not when he gets the green ring after being a Black Lantern. When he gets the green li- green ring after being a Black Lantern and says, "Back to your tomb, Necron." That's Doug Monkey. The double page spread that opens up into the gatefold, where he gets his green ring for the first time, and like the re showing of his origin. That's uh, Yvonne Hayes. And I really wish I could find like a super high def PDF version of that because I freaking love that image. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they got him doing that. You got Ethan Van Skyver doing that mega page spread, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for the, you know, where are they now kind of thing in the future, like you have, um, you have Guy Gardner drawn by. Uh, um, is it a Tomasi? No. No. Uh, um, Tomasi's Blaise, a writer. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I link them so closely. Um, Tomasi and Gleason. Hmm. Okay, so you have Gleason doing the art for Guy Gardner, which makes you know it's it's awesome because Gleason you know drew Guy Gardner for so long. Then you have for. Uh, John Stewart, they actually bring in Cully Hamner. Yep. From Mosaic. Yes. 
you know, I mean, like, you know, at that point, you're just like, you know, wow, that's freaking awesome. Okay. Then we get to Kyle Rayner. <laughs> and let's see. Who's doing the art? It's, okay, it's sure as hell <laughs> isn't, uh, oh God, I can't think of any names anymore. Talking about Cooter? Well, okay, first, yeah, first off, it's not Cooter. Mm-hmm. Um, second of all, it's not, uh, Tyler Kirkham. Mm-hmm. And third of all, it's not Daryl Banks. So, you know, I mean, like, granted, it's only, like, three panels, and you can actually only see Kyle's face in one of them. But I mean, like, you know, out of all the artists that they could have possibly asked to draw Kyle, they have the shitty-ass fill-in artist from New Guardians. Not even, not even Cooter. It's the fill-in artist. And apparently Kyle brought Glomulus back to life. Unless he's colored wrong. Yeah, well, now he's a Blue Lantern. Oh, that's Formulus! Nice! I didn't even see that. Yeah. I figured you would, dude. I know. Listen, there was so much else happening. I don't think... I don't think uh, Glommy is a, a Blue Lantern. No. I, I think, think they just colored him wrong. I think that's just his skin, dude. Yeah. I mean, I think he was purple originally, but... Yeah, whatever. Hey, look. Kyle has a Jesus robe. Hey, <laughs> he does. And a Jesus haircut. I would bring up my pop topic now, but I'm not going to. Even though it is applicable. Oh. <laughs> okay, good. Don't. We don't have time for that. Oh. <laughs> I oh, just hey. wanted to drive him crazy. <laughs> oh, hey. We finally got the... Um, we did get, like, a the fulfillment of a few things in this issue. You know, we got to see Nort show up for the first time in, like, ten years. And they're like, oh, there you are. Better late than never. It's not the first time. Whatever. No, no. It is the first time. He showed up at Ganthet's birthday party, remember? Oh, okay, yeah. I thought you were going to talk about collateral damage. Then we have to kill you. Well, that was a flashback. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Then we got the Orange Lantern Oath. Dramatic reading. Jim, Jim, go. Jim, do it. Oh. Um, hold on a second. Oh, God. We hey, finally got the, it, man. You've yeah. done one for every other core, so you got to do this one. Thanks for the heads up. <laughs> you had to have known this was. I was about to yell dramatic reading before Chad did. <laughs> okay. What's mine is mine, and mine, and mine, and mine, and mine, and mine, not yours. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh. Awesome. Are you guys happy? Finally got it. I didn't even realize that was the oath. It's immediately it says power after... levels one hundred percent after that. He's and he's clearly... holding his ring. He's holding his ring to the open mouth of the battery. He's oh, clearly you mean charged... that thing that he's always doing. He's not always <laughs> shoving his hand in it. It's almost always right there. And he's and it's not after right after it. It gives a power level readout. Oh please. Jim, you're so dumb. Go go home. I am home. Go home better. Go home to Peter Milligan, your neighbor. Oh, God. It's... I don't, I, don't rem- I don't remember if that part was on the show, but go home to your neighbor, Peter Milligan. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I don't know. Just 
I, I, I just assumed it would be better. Did or you really? Sh- shorter. For the last decade, we've been assuming it was just the word mine once. <laughs> exactly. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Sinestro snuck into the core, or doesn't want anyone to know who he really is, because at the very, very beginning of the book, the very first page, uh, the recruit that's asking him about all the history says Lantern Taurus. Uh, okay. I mean, I just mean like, like whoever at this point in time is running the core, probably knows that's Sinestro, but it's like kept a secret from like mostly everybody else. Hmm. What did you guys think of Sinestro Parallax? That was pretty cool. Yeah, I want to... What I expected. I want a figure of that. And uh, the the first lantern and Necron going all uh, Pacific Rim (laughs) in front of the the power battery. Yeah. Although, I gotta say, he, he brought back Necron to do, like, one super simple thing and then go away. So, I mean, I... I love the fact that they pulled out Necron because I didn't expect it, <clears throat> but at the same time, you could have done it with anything else. But it, it, this, this, like, what I love so much about this issue is, like, this was seriously, like, 60-something pages of Jeff Johns just playing with all the toys he has in the sandbox one last time on his way out. It's like he pulled in he pulled in black lanterns and white lantern and, and he made Sinestro yellow again and there's Parallax and here's Necron and there's all these other cores doing all their... It, it, it's, he, he just threw everything together that he could and just had fun. Um, so, the ring being... the first ring being stored within Ganthet... Oh, uh, yes. You think that's what makes him special? I think that's what... Well, let me see here. Well, they say, <laughs> what kept your heart beating while the others did not. Yeah, I think that's pretty clearly saying Ganthet was the Ganthet we know him as because this because he swallowed this thing. <laughs> he pulled a mosaic, swallowed this ring, and was an okay dude for a long time. <laughs> okay dude. <clears throat> Yeah. So, uh, looks like Volthoom is not Hal Jordan. Yeah, imagine that. We don't necessarily know that. Yeah, oh, we... come on. Johns is done with the story. <laughs> no one else is going to pick up that thread. Are you kidding? What? You, what? You, you think that, okay, well, okay. You have the first lantern ring is now floating somewhere out in the multiverse, wherever it came from. You don't think that no, you don't think that anybody's going to, you know, pick that up again ever again. You know what? I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen, and I'm assuming this. I haven't been keeping up with shit, so let me just put this on the table right now. We're gonna get a crime syndicate eventually, and their power ring, evil Green Lantern guy, is gonna be wearing this ring, and maybe we'll get some more backstory on Volthoom through that, whatever that story is. Maybe not, but that's where that ring's going. I see it. Uh, it's a possibility, but... <clears throat> I mean, they they turned Volthoom human. 
wait and a then second. a god of death cut him in half. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, well, that all that means is that Balthum is now in the land of Necron. Yeah, he's, he's dead. He's in the land of the dead. He's in the dead right. zone. Yeah, so, yeah, he's in the dead zone. So, I mean, at any given point, like, they could pull him out if they, you know, if they so desire. This is comics. Of course that can happen. Yeah. Um, as far as the ring, like, yeah, that, that's that's actually not a bad idea, only because they haven't shown the crime syndicate in the new 52 yet, have they? No. And they did say, and his corrupted ring banished back to his universe. So, I don't see why not. Interesting. So, are we... Go ahead. No, go ahead. You go. Are are we cool with Child Hal? Like, the fact that he existed in this story? Or... Yeah, like him being a power source linchpin, it's the the greatest fear is because Hal misses his daddy. I Um I think I kind of am. I mean I don't necessarily have a problem with it. It just seemed like an odd thing in the middle of all this like wham bam, you know, action shit happening in every page turn and all of a sudden child Hal, power source. Yeah, and a lot of, I think part of that the stumbling block for me was again the fact that I honest to god could not tell you what Balthum was trying to do in this entire story I know he was trying to get power to do something I think he was trying to reboot the universe or something or whatever I, I don't know he wanted to I fix, don't... fix the guardian mistakes oh he wanted to fix everything oh, that, that sounds familiar so I don't understand what the central battery was going to do for him, and I don't understand how what's inside Hal Jordan works better for that. But it's it's child Hal in this issue is the kind of thing where like if I take a step back from the story, I appreciate the fact that it's there because this is like <clears throat> this this is kind of Hal taken from the exact moment like the defining moment of his life. And kind of, like, he's being made to face that. And, like, at the end, like, when when uh, he kind of reabsorbs him or whatever, we get that awesome moment of him looking at his adult self and thinking it's his dad. So it's, it's, it's I don't know, it hits all the emotional beats it's supposed to hit. And I think at the same time, like, it's, I don't know, this is something I, this might be all sorts of inappropriate, I don't know. But something I was thinking about in the the last week or so was how Jeff Johns kind of is Hal Jordan. Because both of them... Oh, God. Both both of them lost a family member to a plane crash. So I I could see writing this character for so many years being kind of a therapeutic act for Jeff Johns. So... Before he leaves, he would want to like kind of like weave his story so that it would touch back on this key moment in Hal Jordan's life—the moment that the two of them have the most in common with—and have that be kind of like where they pull their victory out of. You know, the way that I read that—I I mean, like I, your interpretation—like I don't completely disagree with it, but 
when I was looking at it, you have Hal Jordan as a Black Lantern. Obviously, he has a connection to, like, you know, the, the Dead Zone and everything. So, like, when he, you know, walked up and was talking to him, it almost looks more like young Hal Jordan's eyes are focused on how, like, the symbol on Hal, Hal's chest. Like, the glowing from the symbol. And he says, Dad, Dad, is that you? I missed you so much. And then he starts, like, fading away. Like, I'm almost wondering if, like, Hal is showing him an image of his father from the dead zone. You know, so that the child in Hal has that closure, you know, that he is actually seeing his father. As opposed to just, you know, mistakenly thinking that Hal is his father. I don't know. I mean, I think the the angle of that panel is just because the kid is shorter than him. I, I, I think that whole scene kind of felt like it was supposed to be, you know, you've, you've kind of, you be, you've become the person you idolized. You know, you've, you've filled the shoes of your father. Hmm. I, I oh, mean, how about, oh, go, sorry, go ahead. Well, I mean, you could look at it like that, or you can look at it from the perspective that Hal is finally in a place that, you know, he can bring comfort to his his younger self by, you know, giving him that closure and being able to say goodbye to his father. Yeah, which, speaking of, he actually does get to do that, adult Hal. Like, when he goes back to, to get Necron, he, he talks to his dad for a minute. And kind of finally, he gets to, he finds out that his dad... Both his parents are proud of the man he became. What do you guys think of the uh, the interspersed, um, you know, pages of people, you know, congratulating Jeff Johns and whatnot? Um, I read this digitally first, <clears throat> and the digital version I read had all that crap lined up together at the very end. I did the exact same thing. And I liked it better that way. <clears throat> I kind of... I like it better when it's kind of spread out. Because when it's all in the back, I read, like, two of them and then gave up because I'm like, all right, this is getting to be too much of a yearbook. But, like... I kind of like that aspect, though. Yeah, I guess. I guess it, it, that kind of is appropriate mm -hmm. to what this is. <clears throat> I mean, I I really appreciate the fact that all these pages are in place of ads. Mm -hmm. So, because there's, like, other than, like, the inside front and back covers, there's no advertisements in this book. Other than, like, advertising, like, where the series, the Lantern books are going after this. But, um, I don't know. I, it felt a little too congratulatory, you know? I mean, I mean, look, I'm not gonna, I'm not trying to shortchange what this guy has done in his run and for like both as a writer and for Green Lantern in general from now until forever but I feel like any I've I, I, I feel like no other writer would get this you know like I don't think like I haven't read a lot of like the big runs but like like does Grant Morrison get this when he stops writing writing Batman does 
does uh, Brubaker get this when he moved on from Captain America? You know, it's why why the Jeff Johns run? You know, my my perspective is that something like that would have been really nice if like they put it on the website. You know, and even if they took a page, you know, to say, you know, see what you know, other creators and you know people tied to Green Lantern over the years have to say, you know, to congratulate and wish Jeff Johns well. I would have been cool with that. Um, as it is, like, yeah, Jeff Johns, his impact is phenomenal. It's terrific. It will be felt for such a long time to come. I mean, the stories that he's done, you know, he, they, he, he revitalized Green Lantern. Um, but by the same token, it it is the character of Green Lantern, and it's about the character of Green Lantern. You know, so I feel like when you put stuff like that in a book, it's with the artist or whatever, you know, on a level higher than the character, which, you know, I just I just don't think it should be done. I mean, for anybody. <clears throat> Yeah. I, you know, I mean, like, when they do, like, um, like memorials, like, you know, if a creator passes away or whatever like that, and they want to take a page, you know, in the back of the comics to, you know, pay pay tribute or whatever, I think that's that's really nice. That's really, you know, it's tasteful. It's, it's awesome. But, I mean, again, it's like you're talking about one page. For this, like, you're talking about, like, what is it, ten pages that they did? Um which is really nice that, you know, all these people, you know, said really nice things about Jeff Johns, but by the same token, like, that could just as easily have either, it could have all gone in the back, like you guys read digitally, it could have gone up on the website, um, they could have made it a little bit smaller so it didn't take up quite so many pages. I don't I'm probably in the minority as far as, you know, thinking that it shouldn't be in the comic, but... That's definitely how I feel. It should be more about the character as opposed to the writer. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, he definitely made he made this issue way more about the character than we were even expecting. It's like he took the time to... Like, we were talking about with like all those, like, you know, what happened to them in the end kind of story. Like, he went the extra mile that other writers wouldn't have just for practical reasons other writers wouldn't have but he did because he wanted to give the characters an ending instead of leaving everything kind of open-ended are we done with green lantern 20 <clears throat> mm-hmm. i guess i guess so i mean this is this issue i feel like we could talk about for an entire episode and still have more to say about it like there's so much packed in here so many little things so much like god the, the, there's oh god we, we just need to move on i guess <laughs> yeah i this, this is an issue where like yeah it's eight dollars but it's really worth the investment um yes you know i i think we covered all the you know the important <laughs> stuff um but yeah there there's a lot of minutiae to go and you know see for yourself 
Yes. Oh, there's one one last thing I want to say about this issue. And that is Jeff Johns did something that I wasn't sure he was going to be able to do. And it goes all the way back to his run starting. Because I read Rebirth. I, I, I was more of a Kyle Rayner guy. I was more of a Green Lantern core guy. I read Rebirth. I thought, well, if I have to take Hal back to get the core, I guess I'll take it. And as I started reading the, the ongoing series, I was like, okay, I might drop this if the stories suck. But if any writer can get me to like Jeff, to, if any writer can get me to like Hal Jordan, it's probably Jeff Johns. And for the for like the last ten years, I've still been kind of ambivalent towards the character. Like I recognize, okay, there's stories you need to have him there for because it wouldn't be the same with other characters. But it wasn't until this freaking issue that I can say I like Hal Jordan. Like, Jeff Johns made me like the character of Hal Jordan. <laughs> nice. And, uh, DC, if you make a poster out of that Yvonne Hayes uh, double-page flash before that gatefold, I'd be super happy. Yeah. Just just saying. Yeah. Email a PDF, a review copy of that poster to Chad. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, this was the first time... You know how people always talk about, like... Like, oh, Marvel's characters are all down-to-earth, and DC's characters are, like, this this pantheon, like, that kind of comparison? This is the first story I've read, like, in, like, a regular issue of a series where I really felt that. You know, like... Like, this is the first time I've read a Green Lantern comic where I felt like Hal Jordan was this, like this this like epic character of myth who was like he was like big like he was like this huge deal and he was doing like just pounding out a series of like amazing things that he do, he did and said and like tried to do and like in it and like part of it's like the framing device of like looking back at, at the the history of the character and giving him that mythology and like that story feel, but like I don't know, it it it's a way I haven't really read this character before, and it like really kind of like charged me up to read more. It only took a hundred issues from one writer, <laughs> him leaving <laughs> him leaving the book, and yeah. a special oversized issue. That cost yeah. eight dollars to make you like a character. Yeah. Well, it's like how we <laughs> we read Tyler Kirkham's comic for like a year, and I didn't really click with his art until like the issue before he went away. Yeah. These, these guys just have to wear me down, I guess. God. Red lanterns. Uh, yeah, yeah, red lanterns. Oh, this is all buys from everybody, right? Green lantern. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yep. super ultra mega buy. I love this thing. Okay. Red Lanterns, number 20. Um, cobbled together by Peter Milligan and <laughs> Bill Conrad. So, um, starts off uh, spinning right out of Green Lantern 20. Um, the uh, Atrocitus is 
told that, uh, yeah, Atrocitus is told that there's one last guardian that Sinestro saved so that he could, you know, kill him and have his revenge. He flies off to go do that. Meanwhile, in Earth, that girl who I guess was uh, kind of involved with Rancor, um, she is now being attacked by that dude that attacked her the first time we were introduced to her. Um, I guess she just opened the door for him because she's stupid. Uh, and he kind of beats her or something. We don't really see. Then we go back to Yasmalt, and uh, the other four inversions are trying to uh, either corrupt or extinguish the Red Lantern power battery. Um, but it turns out they don't have enough power to do that. It's immune to their, their magic. So instead they decided to take out their, uh, frustration on the Red Lanterns, um, which is going well for about two seconds. And then, uh, they're able to overcome their old magic. Um, and Blee's basically stares them down, even though they're, you know, millennia old and should be insanely powerful. Um, apparently they're, they're weakened because they're so old. Um, Blee stares them down. They disappear. Now they have to decide who's going to, uh, who's going to lead them. Um, so they say, they suggest Blee's and, uh, Blee's doesn't want it. She suggests Rancor. Rancor doesn't want it. He wants to go back to Earth. Um, Atrocitus goes and he kills that Guardian. Um, Rancor goes back to Earth, sees that this chick has been beaten and found, and uh, she takes her. He takes her to go, you know, see the guy and take revenge. Um, and then he uh, he uses his constructs to inflict fear because he's a Sinestro Corps member apparently now um, <laughs> and uh, she's like wait a second you can't do this you can't kill him it's like no you know yeah he was awful but you know rage, what? you're giving into rage only you know only babies and uh, old giant assholes feel rage ever <laughs> apparently um go away, I never want to see you again. Um, you know, so he kills the guy just as she's leaving, just, I guess, for, you know, kicks or whatever. Might as well, he Red Lantern. The guy was a dick. Should kill him. So then, uh, <laughs> Rancor goes back to, uh, Ysmalt, and, uh, Stalax is, like, he's writhing in pain and crying, whatever, because he suggested that anybody other than Atrocitus should be their leader. And, uh, he's, uh, you know, is also like, yeah, I am just happy to serve you, because obviously that's what she's been doing all series. <laughs> um, and Rancor comes in, and, uh, he gives a snarky little remark on how much he loves his malt. And, uh, <laughs> Rancor's like, yeah, no, Atrocitus is reiterating, you know, what he's been saying for the past several issues as far as, you know, this is going to be the new mission of the Red Lantern Corps, and I owe it all to you, human. 
And Rancor's like, human? There's no humans here. <laughs> because I guess his DNA changed since he left Earth. Um, <coughs> and then and, uh, it says, uh, never the end. Um, but it is. It's, just, and, it's a uh, threat. <laughs> you watch out, or we'll come back. Yeah, it is the end, and Milligan is dead. Well, dead I, to well, this book. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think they killed him. Oh, so he's, he's dead to me. So, so to highlight Milligan's awesomeness, at the very beginning of this book, this um, Kim chick has three dialogue bubbles. Two of th- of the three are super British. <laughs> she says bollocks and you're pissed and, you know, that kind of stuff, rather than saying you're drunk and, you know, oh shit or something like that. And then later on in the same book, in the, she has three times that many word balloons and says nothing absolutely at all, even slightly British. <laughs> You know, I forgot again that Rancor is British. <laughs> so does Milligan. <laughs> like, he's even kind of wearing a British flag. I keep forgetting he's British. <laughs> God. <laughs> you know, I, want, I will say one good thing for this, this whole thing. We, Milligan kind of ended by, by sort of, like, paying off Atrocitus' whole his whole goal, his whole revenge, you know, he, the guardians are dead and now he got to, he got to kill what he believes is the last of them. So now he can kind of move on with his life and see what's next. And it only took 20 issues. Yeah. I like how Atrocitus catches this guardian, says what has taken so long should not be finished too quickly. And then three pages later, pushes <laughs> puts his hand through the skull. <laughs> well, what if, what about when he says, you know, you know, I should let you live. I should let you slowly drown in your own waste. The old atrocities would have, and I'm like, no, he wouldn't. That's exactly what you chastised Blees for trying to do, like in issue three. <laughs> yeah. No, no, like. The really old atrocities, like you know, several millennia ago. Oh well, yeah, yeah, that guy. I want yeah, that. He... That's the one. <laughs> yeah, the one that we've never heard about. Yeah. Oh God, this this issue was so awful. Isn't just awful. The foreign versions finally make their presence known, <laughs> and they have like zero power. Yeah, what did you think of that? The fact that they're so old and out of practice that their power kind of went stale, I guess? Yeah, it doesn't make... I mean, aside from the fact that it doesn't make any sense, and also, they've been draining power from the power battery for a bunch of issues also. Yeah. So yeah, they, there's that. At that point, at this point, they should, have, they should be, like, super powerful. Um, or would have, like, infected it from the inside since they were already siphoning. Um, but then we get Blees, who actually utters the word in regards to their power. This is a stale fart. Uh, 
You know what they could have done? Anything no, else? No, 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 no. Don't, don't move on, Dan. Okay. We, we need a moment to just soak in the fact that Blee's had said the phrase, stale fart. Everybody, take a moment. Yeah, yeah. Take a moment of silence, everybody. <laughs> Suck that in. Inhale. Yes. Suck in that stale fart. Yep. Smell it. <laughs> Savor it. <laughs> and then release it to the universe because you're, thank God, never hearing this again. I hope. Yeah. I... <laughs> so, so you know what they could have done? <laughs> Anything else. They could have said that, you know, the... The inversions were were draining power from the battery during the time where Abysmus had poisoned the battery, and that's kind of messed up, messed with them. Like they're they're all sickly now, so their power isn't what it should be. <laughs> that, and that would have worked with this. That would have worked within the continuity of this specific series. Oh, Dan, Dan, that's way <laughs> too clever. It's not as clever as a stale fart, though. You're <laughs> you're not gonna get anything like that from uh, from Milligan. Um, oh, and then, of course, you have the artist, you know, Will Conrad, who I guess he's been filling in for the last couple of issues. Um, I, some of the things that he's that he draws here are, are kind of cool looking, and then other things just look like completely bizarre. Like, you have Arkillo in the first panel, who basically looks like a snake man from Masters of the Universe. He looks like a really creepy butler. Oh, please, this way. <laughs> He's like, come into Dracula's castle. Fuck uh, this I, way. <laughs> I don't know. I think this, the art in this issue, I'm not going to complain about. Because I think this this issue looks better than, like, half this series. All of this series. Yeah, I don't know. I like, uh, what's his face? Venice. No, no. No, oh, this God. fuck. This is a thousand times better than the Benes issues of this series. Um, what the hell was his name? He did like the. Oh, who cares? The amount of times that Rancor references fear in, in as to what he's fighting this guy with, it, it's just like you, you you do realize this is the Red Lantern book, right? Or are you just stupid? I don't know. I mean, fear and hate go together. It's two different colors. Only if you look at it. Or think about it with a half a brain cell. Listen. Uh, Rancor, I thought we'd seen the last of you. How could I stay away from beautiful Yasmalt? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Sarcasm really hasn't been earned from this guy. No. No, it's I did. the first snarky thing he's ever said, ever. I did kind of like the fact that he's started to become kind of okay with his role as a Red Lantern, just in terms of, like, when he's, he's, like, he honestly thinks he's doing a good thing when he's, like, he's like, all right, just tell me how you want him to die. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it right now. And he's like, and when she says, you know, no, that's a terrible thing to do, he's like, what, what do you mean? He's, like, really confused. Well, that's probably because he's not a human anymore. Yeah. And, like, that that whole thing, like, that moment should have come, like, three issues or so after the moment where they, they, um, in that alley, 
Because, like, that's his whole, like, he's been, his whole arc, if you can call it that, in this book has been, oh, God, am I a monster now? I, I just want to go home and be normal. And now he's kind of found that trying to be normal at home doesn't work anymore. And he obviously has lost touch with what a regular person would find acceptable. So he's kind of embracing, you know, okay, I guess I'm just a monster now. Which could have been a really poignant moment. Except it's completely unearned and really kind of rushed. Yeah. A shitty end to a <laughs> shitty series. Yeah. Oh, well, at least we got to see my favorite Red Lantern. Next Sorry? again. No, uh, the, that forearm dude in the second panel where... Red Lan- uh, Atrocitus is saying, Red Lanterns, you are free to do as you must. Down, oh, yeah. down in the bottom right corner. I don't know what it is about that dude, but I think he looks badass. It's probably the four arms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Him and Shiva from Mortal Kombat 3 should hook up. Um, <clears throat> I'll just, uh, the last thing I want to say about this is that um, I hope Peter Milligan never writes anything Green Lantern ever again. <laughs> I, I actually hope that he never writes anything ever again. <clears throat> you know, it's by the time this comes out, it's probably confirmed or denied. There's rumor there's a Sinestro Corps book coming. Maybe he'll write that. <laughs> I, you know what? Like, I, I'm not going to make this, you know, from now until the end of time. Um, but, like, if he ever writes anything... Like, I, I'm not going to read anything that he ever writes again. And the only way that I would is if it's Green Lantern and if I get a confirmation, like, ten issues into the series that it's actually not complete shit. Because <laughs> this, this, was, this was awful. This is, like, really, like, the worst series that I've ever read. And I've been reading it for, for the show, and, like, I'm just... It's just, it's been abysmal. It's awful. This I, is the I did try and get us to drop this book from the show at one point. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> and you were like, oh, "I'm going to keep reading it." I, listen, it's like you know, that's that's what we do. We read the Green Lantern books. We Sorry. talk about them. It's just that this sucked. I like I said, you know, like with the new the new uh creative team for Red Lanterns, as far as I'm concerned, there's no way that it could be any worse than this. Challenge accepted. I, I seriously like I don't think it's possible. Yeah. Well, I did like one thing that Milligan <laughs> did, and maybe he did it because he was told to, or I don't know. But for what it's worth, at least he left the inversions for <laughs> someone else to play with. I mean, technically, even if he got rid of them. I'm sure another writer could have figured out a way to bring him back, but at least this way it's not so much of a bullshit way for someone else to bring there's, them back. There's no way that he's he like had the you know the thoughts like oh you know what I better not you know make these characters unusable in case somebody wants that. There's no possible way. Well, look, that he, he thought that he he was blatantly going to to use them. For an arc down the road, but then the big exodus got decided on, so he couldn't anymore. So he just kind of 
he touched he he sort of wrapped up that thread just so it wasn't completely dangling and kind of left so now it's yeah you know, I, I i agree with chad i'm inclined to that whole business on your this issue i think was for the sake of of tying that up enough so that the next writer isn't beholden to jump to tackle it right away but so they also won't be just left as a well what the fuck happened to that <clears throat> so what would you call the final milligan issue of red lanterns jim a hunk of shit so borrow then <laughs> yeah just just for the art i'll give it a low borrow yeah, I'm going to give this a borrow, because honestly, I like the fact that he kind of paid off what Atrocitus had been all about since Jeff Johns introduced him, and as far as this series goes, this was one of the better issues. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's, not, it's, still, it's not great, it has more than its fair share of problems, but... As a Red Lantern, as a Milligan written Red Lantern issue goes, it was all right. But it's still a stale fart. Now, oh, yeah. I'm on the Green Lantern Corps. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. The, well, I mean, if I'm, if I'm saying, like, you know, whether it's by, by borrow or uh, pass, um, I'm going to say it's a pass. And looking back from issue one of the series to issue 20, none of this had anything to do with anything else that ever happened in Green Lantern, you know, the rest of the universe. You could you could completely skip reading this entire series, and it will never impact your enjoyment of anything else Green Lantern. It's complete waste of space. This is let's see, sixty dollars that is completely wasted. So that's it. If anyone out there listening goes to a convention and can get Milligan to say into a recorder, "Fuck you, Jim Ford," we will use that as like bumpers for everything. <laughs> like this is this is Peter Milligan, right of Red Lanterns. Fuck you, Jim Ford. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Yeah, no. That'll be my ringtone. <laughs> just, just, just. Uh, what, what do they call that? Uh, when you take YouTube videos, uh, popular YouTube videos, and add music and like chop it up. What yes. do they call? Uh, mashup. I don't know. They call it something. Oh, auto-tune, auto-tune. <laughs> you should oh, take, yeah, take that message from Peter Milligan, auto-tune it, make it your ringtone. <laughs> Here's what it sounds like if he said it while jumping out of a plane. <laughs> if you go to a comic convention and you see Red Lanterns in, like, the 25-cent bin, and you can get the entire run for, you know, 25 cents an issue... Burn it all and <laughs> get thrown in jail? No, still don't buy it. It's... It's too, still too uh, too expensive. You know, I'm honestly considering getting all of Red Lanterns one through twenty in issue format, having it bound, and then having Milligan and whoever else I can sign it, and then maybe someday we should give it away as a contest prize, booby prize. <laughs> use use Jim's copies. <laughs> uh, okay, next. All right, Green Lantern core. By Peter J. Tomasi and Fernando Pissarin. Inks by Scott Hanna. And who does the color on this? <coughs> uh, Gabe Eltiab, colorist. Alright. So, 
we open with Salik, who has apparently still been trapped under the floor this whole time. I forgot he was there. But um, Guy and Kilowog take, like, get him out, and he's elated to see that Green Lanterns are still alive. Um, they fill in Salik on what's happened. You know, the Guardians are dead. The first Lantern thing is over. And we immediately, for some reason, cut to Jon Stewart and Fatality having sex on Mogo. <laughs> and there's this... this uh, lo- there's yeah. this There's this moment, I'm sorry, there, where Jon's like, hey, Mogo can see us, and she's just like, who cares, Jon? Zooms out. She says, who cares? And zooms out again, it's Mogo just drifting there, and you kind of think he's... Mogo's gonna say, well, well, I care. <laughs> but... <laughs> So anyway, that was awkward. Um, back on Oa, <clears throat> Guy and Salak are kind of trying to sort out everything that's happened and you know piece together all the Guardians' mani- manipulations leading up to this mess. And apparently, Zar still exists. I had forgotten about this guy so much. But he's still out there. He's apparently dead set on murdering Guy Gardner's family for some reason uh, and he's headed right for Earth. So what Guy Gardner's like, alright, I gotta get there, I gotta get there right now. So he grabs St. Walker who's who hung around on Oa after Volthoom died, I guess to help help some of the Green Lantern Corps get through what they all just experienced. <coughs> uh, he he <laughs> kidnaps St. Walker and starts flying towards Earth. And the whole way, uh, St. Walker's boosting Guy's ring. Uh, all the way up to, what does it max out at? 300. 325%. And, like, we get these, these, these couple pages where, you know, down the left side of the page is Guy and St. Walker flying through space, talking and charging. And on, down the right side of the page, you get Czar, who's at the Gardener household, you know, basically playing with his food before he eats it. Uh, he's, he's just, he's beaten the crap out of Guy's brother and sister and douchebag father, who you know, deserves it. And, you know, just as he's about to, to just kill them all, Guy Gardner shows up, and we get this epic two-page spread of Guy just dumping the full charge of his ring, all 300-something percent of it, into Zar's body, incinerating him. Like, it burns Zar's shadow onto the wall. And, like, it, the moment after that discharge, Guy is, like, on the ground, hugging his family. Um, he actually discharged 240%. Oh yeah, he's down to 85. Whatever, math. It's stupid. There's space, alright? Space. There's no math in it. It's space. Uh, Guy uses this as an opportunity to just kind of kick back for a little while, take it easy, and stay on Earth with his family. You know, him and his his siblings go camping, and he's like, yo, I'm I'm gonna stay on Earth for... How long does he originally say? He's gonna stay for... Two or three months. And then we get this this montage of these vignettes of 
guy trying to do just that, you know, day by day, what his life is like, just trying to be a dude living on Earth. You know, he's, he's going grocery shopping, getting a driver's license, dental work, like going to games, just like being a local superhero. And at the end of a single week, he can't, he, he just can't stay away from the stars anymore. Like he's, he's, his brother and sister just find him outside at night looking at the sky and just trying not to fly into it. But they tell him, you know what? It's all right. You know what you got to do. You know where you got to be. Go fly. And he takes off. And his sister pays his brother because she lost the bet for how long it would take him to do this. <laughs> and we end on this amazing shot of Guy Gardner happily to be returning to his element. I, like I obviously love this issue. What do you guys think? <laughs> I like the panel of uh, Guy Gardner putting a putter through, uh, <laughs> through Aquaman's crotch. Yes, I love the fact there's like an there's like Justice League miniature golf, and he got so pissed off at the Aquaman obstacle, he's just hitting in the balls with a putter. Steal my hole in one, will you? <laughs> like how he, the guy wouldn't stop like texting on his iPad during a movie, so he threw him through a screen. Uh, awesome. Jim has nothing remotely to say about this. I mean, this this is based. This is this is a very surface value issue. I I would say. Um. I I liked it. I it was uh like the whole thing with guy getting to Earth. Um, I thought that was pretty exciting. Um, and then he comes in and just incinerates him. Um, yeah. yeah, that was really cool. I was expecting, like... Like, the the biggest surprise about that, like, I didn't expect it to be building up to, like, a one-shot-and-it's-over thing. Like, I was like, okay, is he gonna hit him with, like, a truck or something? Or But, like, he, he's just gone. I'm like, wow. Yeah, yeah. It was like, that was a cool... It was a cool moment, a good, like, display of power, and it made sense for Guy Gardner to be the one to do it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, uh, interesting with John and uh, Fatality hooking up. Um, because I mean they've been leading towards that. So. At least it was like a really long, slow build up, and not just like thrusting them into it. I mean, yeah, it was all kind of like we were kind of frustrated (laughs) after a little bit of like, oh god, they're gonna do it, aren't they? And I don't, I don't mean that literally. <laughs> just, <laughs> just mean like they're gonna put him in a relationship. Of course they are, you know. But at least it took them a while to do it, so it made more sense. <laughs> I thought you were being sarcastic at first because I, I don't feel like this is earned at all. Like I feel like this, like <clears throat> they had in an issue or two ago, they had that uh, first lantern vision thing that kind of showed. It kind of pointed out, like, okay, you two, like, the, you two have, like, such, like, a, uh, 
a love hate relationship with like okay John blew up Zanshi and that's your world so you hate him for doing it and he hates himself for doing it but you've come to accept him for for who he is and the fact that it's gone but he hasn't but he needs to and sometimes he has or what and like it's supposed to be like this whole like cyclical we love each other but hate each other thing that I I don't know I don't think I spent nearly enough time on it well I'm not saying it was emotionally earned or anything I'm just saying as far as the time it took from the first hint of it was going to happen to it actually happening time wise at least they didn't like rush it yeah I guess yeah like they do with so many things yeah I did really like this issue though because it was a very very good character piece yes yeah that's what I liked. Like we we got a Green Lantern character story for once, and I like that. Yeah, this is a a, a great wrap up. This was really good. And it even it bookends Tomasi's run on this run of the series too, because <clears throat> this this uh, the new Fifty Two Green Lantern Corps began with Guy Gardner and John Stewart leaving Earth behind because there just wasn't anything for them. And, you know, it ends with John, I guess, finding that, you know what, I found something great out here. And it ended with Guy kind of realizing that, you know what, I need to be out there, but I still have something great that I can come back to. It was like an issue, yeah, like he's, he's leaving Earth again at the end of this, but he's leaving it for a completely different reason with a completely different mindset. And I really, I love like, I was so surprised, like, <clears throat> like I, I already said, I'm so surprised the whole Czar thing ended so quickly, but I love that it did, because then they got to spend the rest of the issue just with Guy Gardner trying to figure out how to live his life before realizing he already knew. New Guardians? Yes, this is a bye, 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 bye. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely a bye. <clears throat> Alright, uh, Wrath of the First Lantern Epilogue, Green Lantern, New Guardians, number 20, Tony Bedard, Andre Guinaldo, uh, and Raul uh, Fernandez. I believe, was it Aaron Cooter did the art on the cover? Uh, shame on you, Aaron Cooter, for making Larfleys look like a fucking goat. Uh, <laughs> that's my first criticism. Anyways, oh. I just wanted to get it out now before we did the review so I didn't have to come back to it. <laughs> Anyways, um, we start off with uh, Kyle painting uh, um, Ganthet, offering him the ring. And uh, just kind of, eh, I don't know. It's uh, kind of recapping everything that's happened, uh, everything that's been going on, the characters he's been interacting with in this series. Kyle uh, stops painting and is like, hey, Ring, tell me something. If I'm such a big fat deal, now why do I feel like something's missing? There's insufficient data. So Kyle is just like um, drifting around in uh, around Earth, just looking down on it, kind of feeling detached. And St. Walker pops up and, uh, you know, they just kind of, you know, do a little bit of uh, a little bit more of a recap. Uh, and... Yeah, uh, Saint Walker expresses some concern about him having all of this power and a White Lantern, and then he kind of 
uh, also says, you know, the one thing you set out to do was save Ganthet and you were unable to. Uh, so what will become of you now? Um, the uh, Kyle kind of plays, you know, Superman Returns Creepy Stalker on everybody. Uh, <laughs> and uh, starts checking up on the, the Lantern Corps. Uh, the Blue Lantern Corps and, you know, Hal and uh, Carol, Atrocitus, Larflees. Um, in the middle of all this, he puts out a fire on an oil rig in a very cool panel, which I actually like. Um, then he starts spying on Indigo, and Indigo's like, hey, stop looking here, because I guess she sees it. Um, and uh, then they go over, him and St. Walker go over to uh, Somalia, I think, and... Yeah, Somalia. And uh, quell this whole riot thing, and uh, Kyle uses the Star Sapphire power here to, I guess, you know, show them love, I guess, so that they can empathize or whatever with the people around them uh, and be kind to them. Uh, And then uh, in Central Africa, they, you know, pass over some some, uh, drought and desolation and disease and stuff so Kyle brings some crops to life uh, and uh, in New York they get back home Kyle and uh, St. Walker part ways and then Kyle goes to visit his father uh, asks him if you have any dinner plans and then we zoom out very very quickly from that to uh, <laughs> Ganthet and Sade outside the solar system kind of saying uh you know, kind of recapping a little everything a little bit more and saying, you know, Ganthet saying Kyle made me who I am, kind of brought out the best of me, um, you know, that kind of stuff. And then that it just kind of ends. It's 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 in some semi enjoyable issue, but there's just kind of a lot of random story beats, and there really is nothing of substance here. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah the reason I'm- it was really a choppy review. There's really as the parts of this, it just seemed like there was nothing really here. here. So, yeah. I think uh, Kyle meeting his father would probably have a lot more impact for me if it hadn't already. Say that again. I would say <laughs> that Kyle meeting his father would have a much bigger impact if it hadn't already happened in Kyle's original series. Yeah. But to, to be fair, it was kind of shitty then, too. Damn. This is like two panels with the father or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it was shitty. This, this, was, this was good. I mean, it was it was okay because it touches base and sees where everybody, you know, is leaving off at the moment. I mean, I, I didn't really expect too much more from this issue. Um, I did like the fact that, you know, the people talking at the beginning turns out to be Ganthet and Sade. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that, that was interesting. I still don't know which one of them is the blue box and which is the white. I don't think it really matters that much. I don't know, this... This issue absolutely hinges on the whole concept of of the story the the story and subplot they've been going with of Kyle 
losing his father and seeing Ganthet as a surrogate. So, like, I'm in a position where, like, I still don't buy that. I still, I still don't think that's earned, really, or really delved into enough. So this issue was kind of like, oh, well, whatever. Like, I, I liked seeing him ask some of these questions. I liked seeing, I liked seeing him confide in St. Walker, because I feel like St. Walker is the kind of guy who would, who would just do this for people. And I kind of like the the little reference of like Kyle being a little sorry that the you know the band they got together isn't going to be together anymore. But I don't know. It was kind of blah. I like the notion that um, he couldn't find Arkillo, so there's. So, like, the Sinestro Corps is very ambiguous right now. They could be up to anything. <clears throat> I uh, I like that they showed him as an artist, like, actually doing his thing. Uh, I, I don't act necessarily like his art, but... <coughs> I, what I thought was weird is on that double-page spread, kind of, of them showing all of his art, look at that very top panel. Kyle looks like he's 12. Yeah, he looks like a little, little boy. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, look at look at who we have on art. It's Andre Guinaldo, who's been the yeah. same guy doing art since, uh, I, I, I think, as far back as issue 20. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there are some good beats here, though. Like I said, where that uh, giant fireman construct is putting out the oil rig. That That looks awesome. Uh, all, I, what? all I could think of was the oil rig scene in Man of Steel. <laughs> I didn't see that yet. See it? It's in the trailers. The, <sighs> yeah. Okay. I, what? I still hate those stupid crystal hat things. Yeah. <laughs> the, the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> I so stupid. I did like though how um, Kyle's like maybe I should just put a big crystal hat on the entire planet and St. Walker's like you um you, you, you don't mean that right <laughs> that was kind of funny <clears throat> and I don't know oh I guess it was I was gonna say I don't know where the militia guy got a teddy bear to give to this little boy <laughs> but it was it was on the ground the boy had it so it's all fine so yeah <clears throat> I'm looking forward to this book having a new direction Oh, uh, and by the way, the blue is uh, Sade and the white is Ganthet. Okay. Because uh, at the very end when they're zooming out, uh, to trust that everything you taught him will be enough. <laughs> so it's uh, Sade telling Ganthet that, that everything you taught him. So blue is Sade and white is Ganthet. Okay. Okay. I kind of hope Ganthet and Sade stay gone for a while, you know? Yeah. I mean, I like them, but I it it would take everything away from this if they came into stories too soon again. Yeah. Okay. So I I don't know. This is a borrow, I think. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. <clears throat> well, that's it. I mean, the Basically. an era is over. Um. <clears throat> 
in more ways than one? Maybe? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I, just as far as what we had discussed. Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> yes, yes, Chad, we should. Yeah. As, as dark... we're discussing it. Um, yeah, so... As, actually, as, as we're recording this... Um, all the issue 61s are out, and I think, uh... The 61? The 61s! We're not that far behind, Jim! Oh, God. Um... <laughs> Jesus! I, you know, I'm thinking back to before the New 52. Oh, oh yeah, you're just continuing the old number and got it. Yeah, yeah. Um... Which it, it's not even right then, either, but... Oh, no, no. The 21s are out, and I think the 22s are coming out, like, as we speak. Um... We're not going to review those for a while. Um, we're taking a break from current reviews. Um, just because, like, I, I don't know, uh, I'm not going to speak for the other guys, but I know for me personally, I'm kind of burnt out. Um, and I, I definitely need a break to recharge. Um, I mean, we're definitely going to be recording new episodes. And there's a lot that, like, you know, we've wanted to get to for years now really um you know aside from just general back issue reviews um there are there are storylines from the jeff johns run that we've never covered there's the whole cartoon series which we covered like the pilot episode um no, there's really there's a lot of things that we've you know been wanting to do and uh we figured this is pretty much the best time to do it mm -hmm. um so we're basically going to take a break with the current issues and then uh, touch back in, what would we say, like around five or six issues? Yeah, well, the <clears throat> the, big <laughs> the big crossover event happens entirely in October, mm -hmm. so we should probably, we'll use that as the cutoff, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll catch, we'll, we'll do like, I don't know. We'll we'll catch up a little before that comes out. I think. Like how many? I forget how many issues that is. It's like four issues, and then it happens. So we'll we'll let the, it pile up for like four issues. I mean, I'm 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 the one that brought up the idea initially, and it was just because like we just blatantly weren't enjoying the new stuff as it was coming out as much anymore, or at the very least, it was really rare to have an like a mostly positive batch and I don't think any of us were have been particularly excited by any of the solicitation stuff we've been seeing yeah. so it's like you know what <clears throat> let's you and I was gonna make the recharge pun if you didn't you know let's take a little time off focus on some other stuff that we might enjoy better recharge our batteries uh -huh. and then and come then, back for a rebirth <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, uh huh, yeah, yeah. Basically, let's, let's just take. We're not. We don't want this to become a chore, you know. So let's let's just take a little break from <clears throat> from this stuff. Come back once it's once it's built up a little bit, so we can kind of digest a big chunk of each book at once, and you know, go from there. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have heard, but we've. I mean, it's. It, it, we we can hear our, ourselves basically. You 
you can hear the blah in our voices when we re- do these current quote unquote reviews. <clears throat> and honestly, if if nothing else, we just need time to flush all of this stuff from our system before <clears throat> letting that quote unquote old stuff sully our opinion of the new stuff. You know what I mean? So it's you know, plus, you know, there's the like like Jim said, the animated series and all kind of stuff. There's there's just I don't know. It, like, yeah, like Dan said, it's becoming a chore, and we, we, you know, nobody wants to listen to us do something that we don't want to do. So, just give us some time to kick it for a minute, do a few episodes that we're interested in getting out, and that you guys have been wanting for a while. In, in most cases, and just kind of take a break from all of this. <laughs> and realistically, four months isn't that big a departure from what we've been doing anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and hell, we I we we made kind of a big deal about it before, but this was kind of the perfect, perfect jump off point that they handed us. <laughs> the entire Lantern <laughs> cast said, "Hey, I quit." Yeah. Uh, not yet. Uh, I, you know, I remember when we first started this, like before Chad was born, we were doing like. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. <laughs> that is the legacy of the Fire and Water podcast. <laughs> Your age being retconned in the new 52. <laughs> um, but, like, I remember, like, I would read these, I would read the new stuff. Granted, there was only two books, but I would read the, the new stuff as soon as it came in my DCBS box, and then a second time, like, the morning before we recorded about it. Now, like, now I... I usually don't even read it for the first time until the day before we record about it, you know, and then and that means sometimes it's sitting there in a pile for a month, you know. I like I I read Green Lantern twenty one just because I was really curious, but I have all the twenty I have all the other twenty ones. I haven't opened them yet, so like I just like I'm I may very well not read any of these books until we sit down to record about them, and that I think says a lot to why we need to to change things up a little bit. <laughs> Well, yeah. another thing that says a lot about it, and I personally have read some of the 21s. The perfect example is I read number 21 of Red Lanterns and went, well, that doesn't track with, at all with what just happened in the previous series. <laughs> <laughs> so despite how shitty the previous series was, I was still <laughs> having carryover from that series into this new one. <laughs> You're like, this isn't the Milligan run I love. <laughs> this is shit. This is different. I hate it. Even though I hated the last but You should stand outside the DC offices with a red sign that just says Milligan on it and just has red lantern symbols all over. <laughs> oh, let's close out, guys. Yeah, if you'd like to... <clears throat> if you'd like to contact us and tell us how mad you are that we're not going to be covering these books for a few months, it's uh, lanterncast at gmail.com. Or our voice, you can call us at 708Lantern. Uh, you can go to lanterncast.com and find links to absolutely everything we could ever possibly have to offer. All of our episodes, <clears throat> all of our contact stuff, all our forum, which, you know, please register and talk to people. There's some cool people there. Uh, and us. Um, we are on Facebook, we are on Twitter, we are on iTunes, on Stitcher Radio. We just search LanternCast in any of those, and 
you know, just just dive in, see what we got. You'll probably like a good chunk of it, if not all of it. So, yeah, I think that's everything. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and if you want to yell at Dan personally for making the suggestion that we take a break, it's Dan at LanternCast.com. <laughs> or follow me on Twitter. That's fine. <laughs> Dan Kersky. <clears throat> okay. Good night, everyone. Good, Good night. night.